0: welcome to the art of community podcast i'm heather cotton and this is my husband benjamin howdy everybody that music is so much better, Ben. Yes, it is. <laughs> Who our, made that music? Our amazing friend, Elisa Cox, wrote that. And she is amazing. Thanks, Elisa. Yeah, she's letting us use it because she's the very best. So thanks, Elisa. So this episode is episode number two. And thanks for joining us. Um, the topic for today today is a fun one it is in line with all things that we've experienced in the past year with covid and that is is virtual community real community um a lot of us had to deal with that during covid and um being shut in and trying to figure out how to connect with people and i think we probably there's lots of differing opinions on this but we just wanted to talk about that as we explore the art of community together
1: Pretty smooth fade out right there. Mm
0: -hmm. Glad you're proud of yourself. You're welcome. It's just because Elisa's good.
1: Is that what it is? She didn't fade it out. I did that part.
0: Mm. (laughs) Okay, Ben. Explain to us what works about the art of community being virtual. What works?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're a little tired today, aren't you? (laughs)
0: Yep. (laughs)
1: So, what works about virtual, virtual community? community? You said the art of community being virtual.
0: <laughs> <Yep>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I even wrote that sentence out for you. You still botched it. <laughs> so, what works about virtual community? Yes. Uh Well, I think there's a lot of things that work about it. Well, one is that, it, you know, obviously, if you can't be with people in person. So shut-ins and then the past year with COVID, you know, we couldn't meet together in person and, you know, different people have like different risk factors and all that. So, you know, if, if that's your situation, this is far better than nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. So it allows you to get teaching I think teaching especially works well this way because you can consume it um, from anywhere and get, you know, really good. I mean, it's amazing the kind of Bible teaching you can get now for free online. You can also hear from your pastor, which is even better. Um, And and you couldn't really do that before, not in this way. And, And at the same time, you can, you know, it's I think it's really special to be able to hear the same sermon and the same worship as the rest of your church community is. There's something very unifying about that, just like when you're in person. You're all hearing the same teaching, the same truth, the same you're having the same moment together. And so I think that's really powerful that we can extend that gift out to people who can't be there uh physically i think that's amazing and i think things like social media to kind of take it out of like the sunday morning experience social media is a great way to connect with people um but it you know it depends on how you use it right I mean, there's lots of things we can get into with that maybe that's just another podcast but like how to use social media um kind of do's and don'ts because it can be really toxic but it can also be a real blessing. And it's all in, I think, that how intentional and careful and thoughtful you are about how you use that. So, I th- I do think virtual community can be real community, but I don't think it's the same as in person physical proximity. Um, it just it can't be.
0: Well, when I was thinking of virtual community, I was thinking more like like the numerous um Zoom calls that we had or like small group meetings or even like we did birthday parties via Zoom. We did um small group meetings via Zoom. We did prayer meetings via Zoom. We did obviously Sunday morning during via Zoom. We did like I know for me and my friends, we did um there were a few things where we watched like we watched a show together. And so like the same night, the same time every night or the same night every week, I can't actually remember now, we would just like have a glass of wine and watch a show together. Um, so I was kind of thinking more of that, more than more than like the Sunday morning part of it. Um, so what do you think works for that, that aspect of things?
1: I think it's good for kind of um, that, you know, information, p- passing information, like here's what's going on in my life. Here's what I'm doing with my day. Here's what I need prayer for. Um, connecting that way. But I think what you miss is that kind of, I know, we're going to talk about what doesn't work, but I can't help it. Um, what you miss is that like connection that you get with people face to face where you see their body language, you hear the tone of their voice. And so you can get like, I can reach out to you by text or whatever and say, Hey, I need prayer for this or that, and that's meaningful. But the it, it still, I think, has to be people that you know. I think if it's people you don't know, you've never seen in person before, it's less meaningful. So some of the meaningfulness of the virtual stuff comes from is actually an overflow of what you already have established in person. Um, I think when you talk to people who are trying to get into a community that where they've never seen people in person, which is happening in churches all all over the place right now. Somebody doesn't have that kind of in-person connection. They're just starting with the online virtual thing. It's very hard to really feel connected because they don't have it. I think that's what the virtual thing can't really do well, but what it can do is take what's already established and keep it going, keep it connected, give you this sense of like, we're not just two ships passing in the night, like you are sometimes when you just see each other once a week, it allows you to maintain this kind of friendship as you go through the week. And so then when you see each other again, it's like you, you're, you're not in the dark about like, how was your week or how you're doing? You kind of have an idea already. I think that's pretty awesome. Pretty powerful.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things I liked about it was, uh, having a meeting, Didn't mean. Uh, I was driving thirty minutes to go to a meeting. You have to get there a few minutes early, and you're talking, and then I mean, even if you're meeting up for coffee or something, I would actually prefer it to be in person. But still, then you're having the meeting, then you have the second meeting after the meeting, and then you're driving home, and so it's like to me, I don't even like saying meeting because that's not community. I don't think that's community, but um, like. Like even just like us watching a show, like when I watched a show with my friends, if we were going to do that normal in person, we would have to figure out when everybody's schedules would be, which would be a lot more complicated because they have, we all have different things going on in the week. And then we'd have to figure out, give ourselves enough time to drive there and back. And you know, we might not be in our pajamas and, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And so it's like doing that was actually beneficial. And we did more things like that because it was. Um, cause it was easier, but it was sad, like not being able to, like you have the delay of, you know, d- the delay of video and you have the delay of not being able to like, see their faces. I mean, you can, like, see it, but you're having to, like, look at two screens, and um, I know for me, I kind of, like, at least towards the end of the year, just really got, like, video fatigue. Like, I just, I didn't want to be on video. I didn't want to see other people on video. I didn't want to, like, it felt so much like work, where a lot of times when I'm with people, that doesn't feel like work as much. Um, It just felt a lot more like work, because it was. I mean, I was doing it for work, and I was doing it for my friends, and I was doing it for church, and I was doing it, and so for me, that was that was hard. Um, yeah, but you I get can, sort of sick of it after a while. Yeah, I was really tired of it by the end of it. Um, but I can see there being certain personalities, especially especially people that are maybe a little bit more introverted, where uh, it would be a good thing for them as far as like they're still connecting. Um, but there's a little bit more comfort in it.
1: Yeah, and I think it has a lot to do too with, I mean, how intentional people are. Like, I think more kind of self-disciplined, intentional people who are who can kind of think in terms of, "Well, i has been a day, twenty-four hours since I've talked to this person. I'm going to reach out to them." Those sorts of people that think that way naturally do much better. I think with online community because they're using it to its maximum potential. Whereas other people with different personalities or different strengths and different weaknesses, like me, I just, I tend to, it's a terrible weakness, but it's out of sight, out of mind. And it's, it's something I've worked on and had to work on, especially the past year, but that's kind of my natural bent. Virtual community is much harder for me. Than for other people that I know that are like, what's the big deal? I'm doing great. <laughs> I think though, the, I think sometimes the, the difference is has comes down to like personality and having certain strengths that other people don't have.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that's true. I mean, I have some friends that have said they feel like they have more community since COVID because they've been able to uh, connect with more people. Um, I right. personally think. That can be true, but I think it would be very hard to maintain true community long term mm. via virtual. Yep. Um, I don't. I just don't think that's going to be maintainable because we, at some point, you're gonna you're gonna feel checked out, and so it's going to require actual real interaction with people. We're meant to be around people. We're meant to be. Um, we're meant to be in the same room with people like. Even if it's outside, we're meant to like be in the presence of other people and a screen between us is good technology, but it's not real. It's just not mm. real. So I think that there's, um, there's definite, I think people that have really grown in relationship in a good way. Some people haven't, but I think some people really have the people whose personalities are wired for that. But I don't think, I think if you took this long term, You're talking about another year, another two years, there wouldn't be actual true relationship, like deep relationship there. It couldn't, it couldn't survive that. You'd have to have some in-person time together.
1: Yeah. another thing that's good about it is it gives people, I think an easier on-ramp for joining a community. Like I was just saying, like, it is hard to get, feel connected, but that like, pre-connection point where you're like like it's very hard I think if you're an outsider to any group church anything uh, first day of school like that first moment where you kind of walk in you have no idea what to expect you have no idea who is who and especially with a church kind of situation where you don't even like is it going to be crazy and insane Am am I going to do we believe the same things? What's what's it going to be like? What can I expect? It's very that's a very nerve wracking thing for a lot of people. And it's that awkward social thing and the expectation thing that's such a hurdle. The virtual thing, I think, gives you an on ramp to at least kind of kick the tires, meet a few people, kind of get a feel for it before you just kind of show up. And I think that's a pretty pretty awesome thing that you really can't get. And I think a lot of people now have, a, don't even have the skills. <laughs> no one taught them the social skills to kind of handle those kind of awkward first meeting kind of moments. And so they, they sort of avoid it. And so I think culturally it really does help the church, but if there's nothing after, that, if you never get at the point where you are seeing people in person, I think that's where people don't move past and they just sort of, that's my fear is that we'll have people sort of floating in this weird limbo zone in the church world where they're not really, they're sort of half connected to lots of different communities but nobody actually knows them and that's a scary thought to me. Yeah,
0: because then when life gets hard it's not um you don't have anybody really there for you, yeah, so
1: like, it's, it's like they're staying on the on ramp and never get off of it.
0: What do you think some of the limitations are?
1: kind of touched on a couple of them already, but I think uh just i I think we we're made for that like God built us and shaped us in a way that where we actually need to be physically present with other people that it's. It's part of how God is with us is that he puts himself in other believers. And so when we feel this like loneliness or that God is distant or I just don't feel connected to God, one of the main ways that God remedies that is he brings other Christians who have him in them into our physical presence. And suddenly there's this comfort from that. I don't think you can get that online. I just think it's completely absent. And there's something, I don't want to say magical, but that's a a good word for it. Like When you're just physically with other believers, whether you're having a worship service or just eating hot dogs, there's something renewing. There's something corrective about it. There's something really meaningful that, and I think... Uh, maybe, maybe some people would disagree with me, but I think like the past year, being separated so much has taught us this again in a ways that maybe we had forgotten. At least I know that was my experience. is that when we were quarantined for a few weeks, then we, I saw people again for the first time in like a couple of months, I think, when the quarantine first started, uh, just it was, brought me to tears, just seeing physically seeing people that I had so missed. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't think there's any replacement for that.
0: No. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I think like one of the things we'll talk about in a later episode, but is like that there's always a time and community when you're building relationships with people where you have to push past kind of the initial barrier. Like when you get into relationships with people, you always have kind of the stories you tell about yourself, the things you expose to anybody that you say you're going to get close with but then there always comes a time in that relationship where you have to make kind of a conscious decision to push past that so that you can grow in deeper relationship. And, um, and so if you, I don't think you can do that, if there's never a time where you're really meeting in person, um, because there's not, you're just not going to be able to um, it's going to be a lot harder to push past that barrier if you're not in the same room. I know that, for us the past year, the thing that we've heard from people the most is just how isolated they feel. And these are people who are on calls and making, making phone calls and texting people on a regular basis. But I think the isolation comes with the lack of touching people, the lack of uh, seeing people in person, the lack of being in the same room and laughing and sharing food and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I think it's, it really ties back to the fact that god made us to be in community with each other there's not a a there's not a true virtual stand in for that
1: yeah i think you know like you know scripture says uh, what's it hebrews 12 11 or 12 uh, don't forsake the the gathering of the saints and if you look at the context it's in this 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 idea that we drift everybody slowly drifts away from God if if left alone and so I think one of the things we forget is we think well I'm doing okay I'm I feel like I'm okay and for one first of all I think scripture would disagree that eventually you will not be okay but that's not really the point of that scripture the point of that scripture is that other people need you so that they won't drift away so when you when we disconnect, like as a pastor, this is part of what scares me the most about this separation is that there's a lot of drifting going on and the remedy really for that is, is not like a text message. The remedy for that is togetherness, like physical togetherness. I think that's maybe the greatest cost of the isolation is, and you know, some people are stronger than others, right? Some people can last longer and drift slower (laughs) than others, right? But, uh, and, and so that's where this, this like other people need us. And it's not just, they need my gift. Like they need me to say something or pray something or, or give something. Other people just need my presence in their life and in their, in their presence. And there's something corrective there's an accountability there that um, where it's not this simplistic kind of like you know how's your thought life kind of accountability but it's just it's like i know that like i can start thinking crazy things that make perfect sense to me in my head because it's just a thought in my head and i always make perfect sense to me yeah everything everything i think sounds totally reasonable to me in my brain but as soon as I say it out loud to to you, like sometimes before the words get out of my mouth, I know it's, it's nuts and it's off and it's wrong or it's a lie that I've been believing. And so, and that's community in action. And yeah. I don't think you can get that typing because we don't tend to say that stuff virtually. It takes like in person, like, again, I think there's probably some exceptions, but I think Generally speaking, most people don't say those things out loud. We think them, and it's only in the context of spending lots of time in in another person's presence where those things come out, and we get that accountability that's that's hidden that we typically don't even see.
0: Yep, I think that's a big, I, I just think that's a big, I think people don't realize how much ma- that presence matters. And I think what you're saying, too, about, um, your own presence, like people need you and they need your voice. I think that's a huge thing, and it's a it's actually a good encouragement, a good like reminder um of what we're supposed to be doing for each other. So, um I think too that like, I mean, you have to be it's almost like you have to be more intentional with virtual community to be authentic and real. Because it's really easy just to like, I mean, it's kind of, everybody's kind of laughed about it during COVID. Cause they're like, you have a nice shirt on, but then you're going to wear like your PJs or shorts or something underneath <laughs> and all these stories of even like news anchors and stuff like that, which that's not community, but you know, like there's still like a, that persona that you can, you can bring to the table. And if you're only on a video call or, or something for, you know, an hour, 30 minutes or whatever like that, then that's going to be, it's a lot easier to maintain that, that perspective that you want other people to have of you. The, um, and so like you'd have, you have to be more intentional about, I'm going to be real. Mm -hmm. You have to be more intentional about, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to have to intentionally push myself further than I want to go. Um, where at least for me, when I have relationship with people, I can look in somebody's eyes and be like, Oh, you're not doing good. Like what's going on. And that I wouldn't. Now, if I, like you were saying earlier, if I already had an established relationship with somebody, that would be easier for me to do even virtually. Um, But it also would be easier to sidestep those kind of questions. So it would, I think if you're going to have a virtual community, it my guess is that probably if you <laughs> if you were to look virtual communities don't actually last for very long there's probably a, a much shorter shelf life than a normal relationship um but you would it's like everybody involved would, ha- would have to be intentional about um about you know being um authentic
1: yeah and it it's it's like i'm not putting my worst moments out on the internet, or even over like a text message intentionally. I'm just not, it, it, it takes a lot of effort and intentionality to be real in a non in-person interaction. I just think it, it, most people just won't do it. And I don't know that I'm any different because we curate our image to the world without even thinking about it.
0: Yeah,
1: It's not we're, like we're trying to be fake. I think people don't try to, it's just, it's like doing no effort means you're going to be fake. Like that's our default mode. That's neutral. And it takes work and effort. And you got to trust people, which I think requires a lot of time, a lot of logging, a lot of hours being around each other, having dumb conversations that eventually lead to real conversations that eventually lead to real relationships. And that stuff, I feel like at the very least it's, it takes twice as long to get that kind of relationship over in a virtual relationship. Um, if you even get there at all, I don't know, maybe, maybe some, I'm sure, like I said, I'm, I know there's exceptions. I mean, people have meaningful relationships online all the time, but I just don't think they ever would compare. Like if you were to take that same relationship and put it in person where they're neighbors, it would not be the same.
0: So I think what we're saying is virtual community can be good. There's some real, there's some benefits to it. uh, Like more continuity, kicking the tires, an easy on ramp, um, more regular connection. Um, but being aware of the downside of it, which is not having real, uh, connection, having to be more intentional, um, having to kind of fight to not always be putting your best foot forward and to be authentic. Um, so I think it's, I think it's one of those things that's going to be ever changing. I imagine that we'll probably be learning a lot about this and, you know, in future years, how this year impacted people from a a psychological standpoint, as much as a physical standpoint and really like what did it kick off as far as, um, these kind of relational rules, um, and what, and what are we going to let go of? I think, like you said, I think most people I know what they're walking away from after this year is, uh, more of a, a real, um, appreciation for real actual in-person community and almost everybody that I know that's what they keep coming back to is I didn't realize how much I needed it. I didn't realize how much I loved it. I did not realize how much I was going to miss it. And I think there's other things that people have walked away from and said, I don't want to be as busy. But part of that, even part of that is like, okay, what, how can I intentionally be in community and it not be something Mm -hmm. where I'm just filling my time with sports and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's been a good thing, but I think just, I think we're probably going to come out of this and say there's good things and there's bad things just, just like with everything. So,
1: yeah, I think we're going to, I think we're going to realize like, like I don't want to say it even stronger that I think we're going to realize that physical separation eventually becomes a kind of suffering that, is truly painful, truly devastating um, and having the virtual option and virtual ways to connect may slow and ease some of that suffering, but you're still suffering and and it it, it to me it puts a a much bigger priority on finding ways to to solve that and I think anybody who kind of decides in their heart, well, this works for me. At some point it's gonna the 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 devastation will creep in somewhere and you may not see it because you're separated and you will drift and you won't realize you're drifting. And that that that's the concerning thing to me is that we we should use these tools, we should take advantage of them. And they're wonderful, great things. And we can have real connections with people. But if we forget that that's not enough.
0: It, couldn't, it shouldn't be a full substitute. It's fine, if I, it's fine for that to be part of it. But, um, yeah.
1: So um, what, are, what are some things people can do to kind of, you know, okay. So, so if we say, okay, yeah, it's not, it's not great. It's not a replacement. What can people do to kind of make it work better knowing that it's not perfect?
0: Well, I think what we were saying about choosing to be intentional. Um, so like, I think that, I think you have to be intentional about the number of times. Cause it can seem like, because everybody's tired of videos and they start tired of really even talking on the phone and all that kind of stuff. It's like, if the way that you're going to have community, because you're because you're having to deal with health issues, or because there's a job thing, or because there's something where you're having to stay more virtual, then making sure that you're scheduling in time with people that are really important to you, like making sure that you have that kind of on your on your schedule that you're more intentional because you're not seeing them in the the week to week basis of like something like church or small group or even work or you know the the normal places that you would build community. You're not seeing people in those places. So you have to be intentional with your time setting up those things. Um also intentional with your openness and your authenticity. Um you have to be intentional with the kinds of questions you're asking and um like basically not wasting time. Like that sounds bad. Cause it sounds like you can't be like silly and have fun together. That stuff's important too. But like, uh, don't only do that, you know, like you have to be intentional, actually more intentional because if you're together with people in person, a lot of times it's easier to, to go there. Um, yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I think, you know, the thing we've seen over and over again is people, the lie of rejection, trapping people and
0: oh yeah definitely because
1: you're isolated it's super easy for these kind of demonic lies to get into your head well well so and so or no or no one's reached out to me or if they have they haven't reached out in the way that i think they should or it's meaningful to me and so i'm gonna kind of do this (laughs) demonic math where that must equal no one loves me or no one cares about me or my, my friendships were not real to begin with. If, if no one did the X, Y, Z. And the, the problem with that is that I can tell you without a doubt from, from personal observation that there's other people that are thinking the same thing about you. Like you're thinking that about everybody else. They're also thinking about you because most of the time, uh, no one's reaching out to anyone in those scenarios. They're all sitting by their, you know, the proverbial phone <laughs> waiting for someone to call. And so, like, my, my advice is always, like, no, this is just why we're all wired this way. We're all wired to see each other. We are not made for this to have relationships like this. We are not used to it. We don't have the skills. And, and so, what this, that goes back to that intentionality thing, like, to get over that emotional resistance In your heart that feels rejected and instead say i'm going to take ownership of this relationship and i'm going to reach out to them and that usually is all it takes is one connection to break through that thing because they're feeling the same way about you they're wondering why you haven't called them and it's such a trap and i've seen it over and over and over and over again this past year with where i've seen relationships just about disappear because both people are mad at the other one for not calling them, which is it's, if it wasn't so sad, it would be hilarious because it's so ironic that both of them feel that way. That's I'm telling you, that's if you feel, if you're feeling that way, right, way right now about somebody, they're probably feeling that way about you. And just to, to see people kind of get over that and reconnect is a beautiful thing. And so I, I just, um, if you're feeling isolated, then i think the first thing you got to do is like heather said be intentional reach out let somebody know that you're not doing well let somebody know that you're lonely that you're struggling <clears throat> and just see how god will restore those relationships i think it's important
0: yeah that and that scripture that you had referenced was actually hebrews 10 uh was it 11 or 12? no but ten twenty five. But it says, uh, or ten twenty four and twenty five. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as this, as we see the day approaching. So it's like we actually have to. It actually is encouraging us <laughs> as things get worse as the as the day approaches when Jesus is going to return that we should be meeting together more, not less, like that we should be seeing each other more, not less. And I, I have conversations on a regular basis with people that like one of our main callings is to be in relationship with people. And so it's going to be the thing that get, that really does get attacked the most, the most easily and the most obviously. So
1: good stuff. Well, I think we've exhausted the topic. So thanks everybody for listening today. This has been episode two glad you're coming along with us for the ride we're having a good time and doing this and i think it's a hugely important topic uh you can find more episodes and subscription links and all that sort of stuff at artofcommunity.net that's where that's the main home of our podcast or you can just search for art of community on i think just about any podcast platform you can think of uh I think I've submitted them to most of those. So you can just search for those, search for of community. Over the next few episodes, we're going to be looking at how to build community in your own life, how to build a circle of relationships that are meaningful and real, and learning some new skills we're mostly thinking practically, but also, you know, there's some probably some attitudes and heart things that need to change, and that'll be part of that process, too. So look forward to that coming up. Hope you guys are doing fantastic. We love you. We'll see you next time. Oh, mm-hmm. oh,